0: Section 19 of the Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. The Promulgation of Universal Peace, Volume 1 by abdul Baha Abbas. Section 19. 10 may 3rd 1912 at hotel plaza chicago illinois notes by marzia moss i was in the orient and from the orient to this part of the world is a long distance travel is difficult especially difficult for me on account of my infirmities of body increased by forty years in prison my physical powers are weak It is the power of will that sustains me. Realize from this how great has been my exertion and how strong my purpose in accomplishing this journey through the will of God. May it be the cause of great illumination in the Occident. In this Western world, with its stimulating climate, its capacities for knowledge and lofty ideals, the message of peace should be easily spread the people are not so influenced by imitations and prejudices and through their comprehension of the real and unreal they should attain the truth they should become leaders in the effort to establish the oneness of humankind what is higher than this responsibility in the kingdom of God no service is greater and in the estimation of the prophets including jesus christ there is no deed so estimable yet even now warfare prevails envy and hatred have arisen between nations but because i find the american nation so capable of achievement and this government the fairest of western governments its institutions superior to others my wish and hope is that the banner of international reconciliation May first be raised on this continent and the standard of the most great peace be unfurled here may the American people and their government unite in their effort in order that this light may dawn from this point and spread to all regions for this is one of the greatest bestowals of God in order that America may avail herself of this opportunity I beg that you strive and pray with heart and soul, devoting all your energies to this end, that the banner of international peace may be upraised here, and that this democracy may be the cause of the cessation of warfare in all other countries. Observe what is taking place in Tripoli. Men cutting each other into pieces, bombardment from the sea, attacks from the land, and the hail of dynamite from the very heaven itself the contending armies are thirsting for each other's blood how they can do this is inconceivable they have fathers mothers children they are human what of their wives and family think of their anguish and suffering how unjust how terrible human beings should prevent and forbid this these kings rulers and chieftains should strive for the good of their subjects instead of their destruction these shepherds should bring their sheep within the fold comfort them and give them pasture instead of death and slaughter i supplicate the divine kingdom and ask that you may be instrumental in establishing the great peace in this country and that this government and nation may spread it to all the world 11 May 3rd 1912 at Hotel Plaza Chicago Illinois notes by Marzia Moss according to the statement of philosophers the difference in degree of humankind from lowest to highest is due to education the proofs they advance are these the civilization of Europe and America is in evidence an outcome of education whereas the semi-civilized and barbarous peoples of africa bear witness in their condition that they have been deprived of its advantages education makes the ignorant wise the tyrant just promotes happiness strengthens the mind develops the will and makes fruitless trees of humanity fruitful therefore in the human world some have attained lofty degrees while others grope in the abyss of despair nevertheless the highest attainment is possible for every member of the human race even to the station of the prophets this is the statement and reasoning of the philosophers the prophets of god are the first educators they bestow universal education upon man and cause him to rise from lowest levels of savagery to the highest pinnacles of spiritual development. The philosophers, too, are educators, along lines of intellectual training. At most, they have only been able to educate themselves and a limited number about them to improve their own morals and, so to speak, civilize themselves, but they have been incapable of universal education. They have failed to cause an advancement for any given nation from savagery to civilization. It is evident that although education improves the morals of mankind, confers the advantages of civilization, and elevates man from lowest degrees to the station of sublimity, there is nevertheless a difference in the intrinsic or natal capacity of individuals. Ten children of the same age with equal station of birth taught in the same school partaking of the same food in all respects subject to the same environment their interests equal and in common will evidence separate and distinct degrees of capability and advancement some exceedingly intelligent and progressive some of mediocre ability others limited and incapable one may become a learned professor while another, under the same course of education, proves dull and stupid. From all standpoints, the opportunities have been equal, but the results and outcomes vary from the highest to the lowest degree of advancement. It is evident, therefore, that mankind differs in natal capacity and intrinsic intellectual endowment. Nevertheless, although capacities are not the same, every member of the human race... Is capable of education his holiness Jesus Christ was an educator of humanity his teachings were altruistic his bestowal universal he taught mankind by the power of the Holy Spirit and not through human agency for the human power is limited whereas the divine power is illimitable and infinite the influence and accomplishment of Christ will attest this Galen, the Greek physician and philosopher who lived in the 2nd century AD, wrote a treatise upon the civilization of nations. He was not a Christian, but he has borne testimony that religious beliefs exercise an extraordinary effect upon the problems of civilization. In substance, he says, There are certain people among us, followers of Jesus the Nazarene, who was killed in Jerusalem these people are truly imbued with moral principles which are the envy of philosophers they believe in God and fear him they have hopes in his favors therefore they shun all unworthy deeds and actions and incline to praiseworthy ethics and morals day and night they strive that their deeds may be commendable and that they may contribute to the welfare of humanity Therefore, each one of them is virtually a philosopher, for these people have attained unto that which is the essence and purport of philosophy. These people have praiseworthy morals, even though they may be illiterate. End quote. The purpose of this is to show that the holy manifestations of God, the divine prophets, are the first teachers of the human race. They are universal educators and the fundamental principles they have laid down are the causes and factors of the advancement of nations forms and imitations which creep in afterward are not conducive to that progress on the contrary these are destroyers of human foundations established by the heavenly educators these are clouds which obscure the sun of reality if you reflect upon the essential teachings of jesus you will realize that they are the light of the world nobody can question their truth they are the very source of life and the cause of happiness to the human race the forms and superstitions which appeared and obscured the light did not affect the reality of christ for example his holiness jesus christ said Put up the sword into the sheath. The meaning is that warfare is forbidden and abrogated. But consider the Christian wars which took place afterward. Christian hostility and inquisition spared not even the learned. He who proclaimed the revolution of the earth was imprisoned. He who announced the new astronomical system was persecuted as a heretic. Scholars and scientists became objects of fanatical hatred, and many were killed and tortured. How do these actions conform with the teachings of Jesus Christ, and what relation do they bear to his own example? For Christ declared, Love your enemies, and pray for them that persecute you, that you may become the sons of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. How can hatred, hostility and persecution be reconciled with Christ and his teachings? Therefore, there is need of turning back to the original foundation. The fundamental principles of the prophets are correct and true. The imitations and superstitions which have crept in are at wide variance with the original precepts and commands his holiness baha'u'llah has revoiced and reestablished the quintessence of the teachings of all the prophets setting aside the accessories and purifying religion from human interpretation he has written a book entitled hidden words the preface announces that it contains the essences of the words of the prophets of the past, clothed in the garment of brevity for the teaching and spiritual guidance of the people of the world. Read it that you may understand the true foundations of religion and reflect upon the inspiration of the messengers of God. It is light upon light. We must not look for truth in the deeds and actions of nations. We must investigate truth at its divine source and summon all mankind to unity in the reality itself. End of section nineteen. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Recorded in Oxford, England.